For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted, senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality care, home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I am so excited about today's episode because I brought in a very dear friend, Dawn Franks. Thank you for being on the show. You bet. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I just, I, I honestly, I'm having a hard time focusing. You know how ADHD I am. And so I'm just like a squirrel with a whole, like I've gotten myself into a, a pine, not a pine, but a pecan farm. I, I'm looking around at all the trees and all the topics we could take on, and I'm just having a hard time focusing. So I, here's what I want to say first. I, well, first of all, I should give I should give some kind of rundown in case my readers are not familiar with I mean listeners are not familiar with your work. I'm going to read a few things off, just some things I found, and add a few things about you. And you're going to hate this part because I know how modest you are. Dawn is my she is my behind the scenes friend who has her fingerprints all over East Texas nonprofits. So if as my listening friend, I just want you to know this is a this woman is a seasoned philanthropic advisor she's she deals with everyone she has successfully worked with wealth managers cpas estate planning attorneys nonprofits donors uh foundations foundation foundation community foundation efforts giving circles if it has to do with taking our money and using it wisely to serve others, Dawn Franks is an expert on that. So I'm not even going to go through all the foundations that you're the executive director of or your history in the nonprofit world. What I want to say is this, of all the many things I love about you, you of all people taught me the value of questions. I knew that. But I was sitting in your office one day and you said, well, a good question really can gently hold people accountable. And I mean, a light bulb went on in my mind. I had experienced that where I asked the wrong questions and people didn't like it. <laughs> right, right. And I, I never thought about that as a gentle way to hold people accountable in a kind way. So you you transform the way I try i'm still learning but the way i try now to hold people accountable gently when i see that that's a necessary part of their experience that will be beneficial to them and and good for everybody so anyway you're just uh i call you yoda and that's because you're so wise 
So that's enough. I won't embarrass you any further. But what yeah, we're going to... That's plenty. I hope I can take more. Thank you. <laughs> I know. And you're getting requests for these podcasts. So I feel so honored to have you on my show because I know with your new book that's just come out and it's called Giving Fingerprints. And we're yeah. going to do a... We're going to do another show on that, and I'm probably just going to call it giving. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to call this one Woman, Women of Influence, Generosity as an Inheritance, and this will be your story. And then we'll do another show on Women of Influence, uh, Giving Fingerprints, and we'll share how this diagnosis and this strategy you have for helping families use they're giving as a way to unify themselves as a family and then really bless the whole community. So I can't wait to get to that show. But to, right now, we're, we are in for a treat. Have you thought about what part of your story you're going to share today? Well, it's, I, I suppose it's a little difficult to even think about where, where to start because we all have, we all have stories and really the truth is that most of us don't really know where our story starts. We don't really oh. know where the beginning is, you know? I think um, you do, because you, you are one person who thinks about everything. Well, I, you know, I, as you said, I did spend, um, have spent really my entire career um, working some in some way in the nonprofit community, and then only in the last 10 years or so did I have the opportunity to really begin to wholly work closely with, with donors. And so my story is interesting from the perspective of working both on the side of actually uh, working to raise money and try to understand the donor and how to connect with them, and then eventually working with the donor and beginning to understand that, it, that their generosity is far more important, their own personal generosity story is far more important to helping figure out um, where their giving can have the most impact. So, so my story really, I think, has a lot to do with working so closely with so many different individuals, both both. both both individuals who needed help in one way or another, and then individuals who had the capacity to give help. And somehow, over time, trying to come to a place where I figured out that I thought I could be a bridge between the two in a way that was truly helpful. And I've seen you live that out. I'm, I want to read you back a quote of your own to you because I'm, I'm going to ask you for a beautiful story that I love from your childhood. So here's a quote, and you actually opened up my mind to how important it is to give our grandchildren even, our children and our grandchildren, an inheritance, not, I mean, of course, we hope to leave them material things, but to give them the inheritance of generosity as part of what we value and give to them. So here's, here's a quote from yourself in your new book that I just love called uh, Giving Fingerprints. The kind of giver you were destined to become probably showed as early as elementary school. Seeds of giving sprouting into seedlings as early as high school. Now, that's a meme, Dawn. I'm going to put that one on my website. Okay. 
you're going to see that one floating around on the internet. But what a great quote. So talk to me about the early seeds of your childhood. Where where do you think generosity sprung up in your heart? Because you are such a servant-hearted person. Well, I, I think, you know, as children, we we simply soak up, we absorb the um, the actions of the adults, family members, family friends, or, you know, sometimes teachers that are in our lives, that and, and it, they're all influencing us. They're all shaping who we're going to become. And we, of course, have no idea that that is what is happening. In, yeah. in my own family, um, I grew up in a, a um, spending a lot of time in my grandparents' home and my grandfather, who was a conductor for the Cotton Belt Railroad from a uh, professional perspective as a career, but his avocation was raising Appaloosa horses. I say Appaloosas mm. because we weren't allowed to talk about horses that didn't have spots in our family. <laughs> they had to have spots. So um, as I was uh, growing up in that family and learning a great deal about horses, uh, my grandfather actually um, operated a, um, a riding club, and lots of folks came during the summertime, spring or fall, and, and would rent the horses out and go on horse rides. And there were some um, young, um, well, I say young, they were actually, I would say, more high school-age teenagers who came, and they loved the horses so much that they just came all the time, every time their parents mm. would bring them. And when they had cars, they would come on their own. And um, three of those individuals were so grew to be so close to my grandfather that when each of them went off to college, he actually gifted them a a horse that oh. they had been around and helped to uh, raise from the time it was born and to mm. train it in its very very earliest year. And so I watched him give these horses to these these young uh, young adults who were going off to college, and they took their horses with them to college and boarded oh, wow. them at the colleges that they went to. Wow. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm elementary school during this period of time, and I have no real concept of what that means, except that I know that these three individuals my grandfather thought the world of, and he just simply wanted them to have their horses that he um, that they were so close to. That was a, an incredible act of generosity, mm-hmm. um, and it's and one of those that until I grew up and was an adult and looked back, realized how generous it was. Because, like I said, he was a conductor for the Cotton Belt Railroad, so we're not talking about a family where there were plenty of resources. They worked really hard to put food on the table and certainly to make sure the horses were fed. So um, I love this. I love this. I, this is one of the stories I was hoping would be in your book. And I just wanted you to share it on air. I know you have it on your, on your blog site and people can find you. We're going to have about one minute to the break, but I want to make sure people can find you. I know you have a giving fingerprints, either page or website, but you also have your philanthropy.com. Is that correct? Yes. And it's, Yes, it is. Um, on the website, it's actually your-philanthropy.com. Okay, because I want people to be able to find you, Dawn. And really, you can probably just put, type in Dawn, D-A-W-N, Franks, F-R-A-N-K-S, 
and find her that way too. You can also find her. I'm going to be putting this episode, of course, on my website, Kathy Craffy, K R A F V E dot com. But as we go to the break, I just want to thank you. And I'm so excited you told that story. When we come back, we're going to have more stories from Dawn. And I have some great quotes about volunteering and passing that on to our children. So stay tuned with us and don't miss all the great stuff that Dawn is going to share with us in the next segment. I'm excited, and I know you will be too, and you'll get some great information on how to give this gift of generosity as an inheritance to your own children, just like Don's grandfather. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally, she lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful, with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly, with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of Dynamic Women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles. Entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, welcome back. We're talking to my dear friend, Don Franks, who wrote a book called Giving Fingerprints. Don, is that book free? 
Am I wrong? I mean, I know I downloaded it. Can anyone just download it for free? Anybody can download it for free. I I did that very intentionally, I believe, so strongly in um, the message in giving fingerprints that I just wanted any and everybody to be able to have it. Well, I hope people will go and look for it. I'm, we're going to have a whole episode on that, so I'm not going to take any time away from that. I'm, instead, I'm going to go back. I love your story. I've heard it once or twice before about the Appaloosas and your grandfather. I've heard other stories about your grandfather. When you think about the influence a parent or a grandfather can have in the life, I mean, he wasn't even giving anything to you. He was giving that to other people. So tell me what you take away from that experience, that story you had in your your childhood. Well, one of the things I take away from that is that, especially as we as adults, we do not realize the smallest things that our children or the friends of our children, and I will include them in this, even the friends of our children, notice about our actions. And wow. and they 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 interpret it and they internalize it and then somewhere many years down the road quite often it grows into something astounding um, and and we don't have any any way of knowing when that would happen or how it would happen we may not even be anywhere around to see it but we've I, truly been apart. I tell you what I can I can affirm what you're saying because you know as you know you and I share this experience of losing our mothers i'm now thinking about all their friend mom's friends that influenced me even as a child and i'm i mean many of those people are no longer with us and yet their life and their beautiful legacy and and their way of living impacted me and for so many years i couldn't have even expressed it and now that i can they're gone you know yes Exactly, exactly. You know, there's research that says that children are generous at very early ages, even in the toddler um, stage. And the way that you know that is when your toddler, child or grandchild, brings you the dandelion dandelion flower from out in the backyard that you were just wishing would hurry up and get mowed down before it spread as their gift to you. Those are moments of generosity in their it's concrete, but it's that sort of action that you want to grow and encourage in your children. And foster. I think parents oh. know that naturally, but they don't realize that their children are also watching them to see what kind of actions to follow. I just did a really wonderful show with Benjamin Simpson, who I know you know his four generations of his family like I do. And he mentioned in their family values and the way we pass them on. And so I really love uh, I love that episode. I just want to mention it while I, I'm thinking about it. We call that uh, making good decisions and uh, defining family values. So people can find that on Fireside Talk Radio, too. I love that idea of the dandelion coming in from the yard. That is That is really such a perfect picture of how how natural a child's generosity and love is expressed. Right. Yeah. It's supernatural. And so um, we, you and I share, and we have a friend that um, shared a story with me one day about how she was down in her grandmother's basement. And so we're mm-hmm. talking about a part of the country, cold part of the country mm-hmm. and hanging from the rafters in grandmother's basement were wheelchairs. 
And wow. Wheelchairs. And wow. she said to her grandmother at about the age of nine or ten, why are there wheelchairs hanging from the ceiling? Mm-hmm. And her grandmother's very simple answer was, I don't know when somebody may need them. Oh, I love that. And this was, you know, this this individual is our age, and so we're talking about an, uh, something that would have happened in the 60s um, mm. when you probably didn't think too many people would have a lot of wheelchairs around. Wow. Um, but she never lost the impact of that story of you never know when somebody may need you. Mm. Just prepared for that and mm. to find, a, you know, and, and to when those moments come to let your natural generosity take over to find a way to give, to help, to make a difference. Well, when you're talking about small children and and young people, I loved your story in your book about volunteering at the Red Cross in the military hospital near the base where your, you know, your dad was stationed and, and making check marks. And you said, uh, my signature child was all, I mean, my signature style or skill was already showing up. I was asking good questions, you know, and I could easily picture you going around with your little clip clipboard asking questions of everyone but here's a thing you said that I thought was so funny because I think this is kind of how most of us start out as it really captured the teenager perspective honestly I don't remember volunteering because I wanted to help others quotes so much as I wanted to do some I wanted something to do when I wasn't reading a book yeah, that was absolutely that was so me. Funny. I mean, you know, when you're a teenager, you're it. all about me, right? Right. And <laughs> the book. I, I was such a nerd growing up. I always had a, my nose in a book, as my mother did, too. And I know many of my listeners are also kind of nerdy people that love books. And I think that may still be true for me, Dawn. I hate to admit it. But I think right. a lot. A lot of my volunteering now is just something to do when I'm not reading a book. But not reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was going to make it on, that's going to make it on a meme for sure. And then you said, uh, uh, yeah, isn't that hilarious? I mean, it's so funny. And and I love your style. You are so elegant and it is, I mean, we're unlikely friends. Who would ever think somebody as dorky as I am would have a friend as elegant as you are. And yet I like this one too, because I can relate to this one too. You said, to be clear, I didn't have all the skills needed to do the work. I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, I thought I did. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just laughing. You caught the teenage years so well in this this explanation of how generosity developed in your own life and then that translates so well. And some of your funniest comments I thought were about the teenage years and I, I just recognize myself now. Yeah. So, yeah. I haven't changed. Well, one of the things you mentioned is the five, the six things that giving can do, and I know you've learned these from experience. Uh, so I wanted to see. I just wanted to read those. They. So I'm going to do that real quick, if you don't mind, and then maybe you can expand on this. And I love this. You you really included everybody. You said you have a unique giving brand, whether single, married, or a part of a family. Your giving brand affects many other decisions in your life. It can, one, impact your career, two, help position your business, three, strengthen your family relationships, four, start new friendships, or five, deepen your understanding of your community. It can help you become, and this is what I label number six, a subject expert in specific areas you care deeply about and support with your resources. 
I love that list. It's so, I mean, here you are in a few short words. You have summarized my experience with volunteering. All those things have been true for me. Well, giving, um, when we follow our heart and we know um, that we are giving um, in a way that is um, really does connect with all the values that are the most important to us, when we do that and we are aware of the, the reason that we're giving, it could be any one of these or it could be a dozen others, then we can really hone in and make the greatest impact. Um, and, and that's if, if impact is super important. For some people, giving is just, it just feels good to give. And I don't need to know that I had a great impact. I just want to know that I give, gave Aww. and it, had a, it made a small difference. I'm good with yeah. that. And that is as that is as wonderful and as important a way of giving as as uh, somebody who makes a great big gift that's going to you know create invent something new that saves lives. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just as important either way. Well, I want to I want to bring us back to this idea that suppose you're a grandmother like me and you have all these little bitty grandbabies or. Maybe yours are starting to, I have one that's, that's a teenager now, but, or you're a young mom and you have little kids in the home and maybe you don't have a grandfather that's raising horses on the farm, but Dawn, you've seen so many families and you have such a wide variety of experiences in understanding how giving affects families. What advice would you give to moms and grandmothers that might be listening today? Um, really, I, I think that our world has become so um, technologically oriented that we have we are losing sight of the importance of shared activities. Mm. And by that, I mean that we really uh, we really need to if we stop and think about what it means to grow a generous child, grandchild, child. From the perspective of they, they can't just get it if they haven't shared in the experience. Mm. Children learn from experience. So, as an example, um, you know, as we come up on the holidays and it's time to ring ring the bell for Salvation Army and the civic club that you belong to. Everybody's going to go out and take turns ringing bells. Well, bringing kids along to those kinds of opportunities are exact moments that can really plant seeds for a child. Um, even when they don't have a real understanding of what the Salvation Army does or where the money goes, they don't need to know that. All they need to know is that what we're doing is helping other people by this one little action. This well, one I few hours that we ring this bell. Well, we um, a lot of times we, we now make our payments to church or to the nonprofit organizations we support online and the children yeah. a child never sees you write a check or hand the money to anybody. So well, that's, it's a missed learning opportunity. Well that is a really important thing to acknowledge as we go to the close of the show. And I love that idea of building relationships through generosity and then letting that generosity become the inheritance you give your grandchildren and your children. Thank you so much, Dawn, for being with me. Now don't forget you can find more information at KathyCrafty.com. Oh, no. 
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Dave.